Hey, how you doing? My name is Greg Knapp, and this is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, don't make a New Year's resolution until you hear this. How to overcome fear, and we're going to talk with Holly Haynes, CEO of Faith-Based Counselor Training Institute. We're going to talk about finding your purpose, maybe even changing your career. You ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. You know, this time of year, everybody's making New Year's resolutions, and I'm sure you've done it in the past, and now you're probably wondering, why? Why do I even bother? I mean, nobody keeps these, right? Well, here's some data coming at you. Some people do keep their resolutions. I mean, research shows a huge amount of people. Well, okay, not a huge amount. If you're really tiny, all right, about 8%. What? 8%? Greg, would you? I know, I understand. But here's the question I want to ask you. All right, is this New Year's begun? Why can't you be part of the 8%? I mean, why not you? Greg, 8%? I mean, 92% aren't doing it. I know, but 92% of the people aren't listening to this podcast. I mean, I wish they were. Tell your friends, but it's 8%. But what if there are ways that you could greatly increase the chance that you are in that 8%? What if you could put yourself on a path to your best life starting right now? I mean, why can't this be the year that you set a great goal and actually achieve it? I mean, look at it this way. I love this. Somebody told me this a while ago. Can't remember who. Sorry, I can't give credit. But another year is going to go by whether you change your life or not, right? I mean, one year from now, you're going to look back and you're going to look back and think, wow, my life is so much better now than it was a year ago. Or you're going to look back and go, eh, it's been pretty much the same as it's always been, right? <laughs> I mean, resolutions, really good resolutions where you actually resolve to do something, not just come up with a new idea. They're really just another way of saying goals. So why not set some goals and resolve to do them the right way that could change your life? So here are some of the things that I found that work for me. Maybe they'll work for you. I mean, I've seen them work for millions of people. First thing is believe you can. I mean, common sense and research shows you that if you don't believe you're actually going to do it, you're not going to. You will be one of the 92% that doesn't get it done. I mean, but somebody has to be in that 8%, so why not you? Number two, start small and then go big. I hate the thing about, oh, go big or go home. Well, you know what? Most of us will just go home because we can't go big. We got too much other stuff going on. So pick the top one, two, at the most three things that are most important to you. Long lists are going to sabotage your success with any of them. We can only change so much so fast. So pick one, two, or three things at the most. I love what David Allen said. I tell it to my girls all the time since they were little. You can do anything. You can't do everything, right? You can do anything if you pick it and focus on it, but you cannot do everything. Number three, be specific. Come up with exactly what you want. You can't use a generality to get a specific result. Number four, create action plans to get there. Start with your finished goal in mind, and then you plan it backwards, what you need to do each month and then week and then day all the way back to the very beginning of what you need to do to achieve it and then create daily action plans to get there. So you just have to do one thing one day. You're not going to do it all in one day. 
I think that's where a lot of us fail. I know it's where I fail a lot of times. I think, oh, it's just too much. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. Yeah, but you can do one thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. Number five is you got to make it really easy to measure your success. Definite and measurable goals are what work. If you can't measure it, you don't even know if you're doing it. Number six, state your goals in the present tense. Look, your mind thinks a very specific way. Your subconscious responds best to the present tense. You don't want to put doubt into your subconscious that you may or may not do this. So when you write it, think about it, talk about it, you do it as if you already have it in the present tense. I know it sounds kind of crazy and way out there and new agey, but it's just the way our subconscious works. Uh, Number seven, state your goals positively. Again, our brain is a very interesting thing. Whether you say do or don't, your brain kind of hears it the same way. You ever hear the lifeguards when they would go, don't run, don't run, don't run. The kids run. It's walk. Hey, walk. Whatever the thing is, is what they're going to do. Obviously, it's not 100%, but especially when you're talking about your subconscious mind, you want to be positive. I mean, quick, don't think about a flying purple elephant. What are you doing right now? You're thinking about a flying purple elephant, even though I told you not to. That's how our brain works. Phrase your goal in the positive. Say what you want, not what you don't want, and your mind responds positively to what you think about all day long. A man is what he thinks about all day long. So think positively about yourself and about your goals all day long. Number eight, give yourself a deadline. I mean, you got to figure out how long should it take to reach this goal and then set the deadline. It'll keep you focused. If not, you're just going to do it eventually. I'll do it someday. Remember, someday is a dangerous word. It really means never. It's not someday. It's this day. And then nine, actually write your goals down. If you don't write your goals down, it's really just a daydream. I mean, there's something almost magical that happens when you write your goals down. It helps you organize. It helps you prioritize your thoughts. It helps you prioritize your actions. I mean, it helps you filter out all the fluff. Helps you stay serious. It helps make your goals real to you. In a way, just kind of thinking about them as you're driving down the road doesn't. And then do the crazy stuff. Post your goals on your bathroom mirror. Put them on three by five card that's in your wallet or your purse. Read them every morning, every night. Think about them several times a day as much as you can. Pray about them. Really get this thing down deep inside you. I like what Harvey McKay said about it. He says, listen, a goal is a dream with a plan and a deadline. And I would add written down. Then number 10, get accountable. This is a great thing. Find a trustworthy, and this is key, supportive friend and agree to be each other's accountability partners where you're going to talk at least once a week. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, did you do your steps every day? You know, the different steps that you wrote down towards your goal. I'm not talking about the steps on your Apple Watch. I mean, the steps you said you were going to be doing each day to get towards this goal. And how's it been going? Did you need to adjust it? And if you miss a day, hey, did you get right back on it? Remember, give yourself some grace. You're not going to do it perfectly. You're not going to do it every day. But the worst that happens, oh, I didn't do it today. Eh, I don't know if I'll do it tomorrow. And then three days later, you're like, I'm not doing it anymore. Compared to, oh, man, I missed yesterday, but that's all right. I'm doing it again today. I'm getting back on this thing. I'm getting it back in my daily planner. I'm putting it back in my calendar. I don't know about you. If I don't write it down in my calendar, I'm probably not going to do it. If I write it down and I put in there a certain time that I'm planning on doing something, then that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and I do it. And then, this is my favorite part, number 11, celebrate. 
Yeah, man, set up mini goals all along the way so you can celebrate every time you hit one all the way to that ultimate goal that you are resolving to do right now that will change your life. See, to me, you should celebrate just the fact that you're listening to this today and you're going to resolve to do some things and you're going to come up with the goal and you're going to write it down. You're going to come up with the plans. That's a mini celebration right then. And then tomorrow when you do it the first day, man, that should be a mini celebration. You should, you should plan in these celebrations. You should plan in ways to enjoy what you're doing because we want to enjoy this entire process. Like one of the ways I enjoy working out is I'll watch a movie while I'm working out because otherwise I feel like I'm wasting my time or I'll watch football while I'm working out. I'll, find, I'll listen to a podcast while I'm working out. I got to find something that makes me enjoy doing the thing, not just the result of the thing. So figure out ways to do that with everything you do. That, that's another great way to make these things habits. And the more they become a habit instead of just a resolution, the more you're going to keep doing it and the more it's going to change your life. Remember, before you start, you need to know exactly what you want. What is most important to you and why? Now, here's one way to start figuring it out. Your mission tonight, if you choose to accept it. Greg, you're watching too many Tom Cruise movies. I know, that's, that's probably true because I... I watched the Top Gun thing again that came out finally on streaming. Uh, so here's the thing for your mission. Spend one half hour of your limited time, the limited time you have on this earth, writing down what your best life would look like. Now, if you do this right, just doing that is a mini celebration. I mean, it is an uplifting exercise because when you organize and prioritize your life into what you think could be your best life, just doing that and thinking about it increases your happiness. You'll, you'll have more optimism. You'll have a higher belief that you actually can accomplish your goals. You're going to be part of this 8% this year. Hey, if this resonates with you, please subscribe to the podcast, review it, share it with a friend, and check us out online, gregorybnapp.com. Got a free gift for you, five steps to finding your passion and purpose. So when you answer these questions tonight, remember, you're in fantasy land. No limits. Because that's when our best ideas come. So here are the, some of the questions. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? What would your perfect day look, feel, sound, smell, taste, be like? Describe it as vividly as you can. All the details. I mean, what activities set your soul on fire? What would you do if it were impossible to fail? You may have to pause this podcast as we go so you can write this stuff down, right? Write down your answers. What would your career be? What would your marriage be like? What would your income be? How much free time would you have? Where would you live? How many people could you help? What would you do even if you didn't get paid to do it? What type of relationships would you have with your children? What would your relationship be with God? Where would you travel for vacations? How many vacations would you take each year? What would you have crossed off your bucket list? How much would you give away to charity each year? What would your spiritual life be like? Where would you volunteer? How much would you weigh? What would your physical health be? Would you be playing an instrument, speaking a foreign language or... Would you have learned how to dance? What groups would you belong to? How would you treat other people? 
How would most people treat you? These are just some questions to get you started. Once you finish all these, really think about this. Come up with some of your own. Design your best life. So questions I would love for you to email me, greg at gregorybnap.com. What questions do you need to ask yourself to get to your best life? Hey, if this resonates with you, please subscribe to the podcast, review it, share it with a friend, and check us out online, gregorybnap.com. Got a free gift for you, five steps to finding your passion and purpose. I'm joined now by Holly Haynes, CEO of Faith-Based Counselor Training Institute. You can find them online at fbcti.org. And before that, she started two successful businesses. She's done real estate in American Belize. She's got a lot going on. Holly, (laughs) how are you today? I'm great, Greg. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, I love to start with stories. I mean, stories teach us a lot. They stick with us. So let's start with your story. How did you figure out your passion and purpose? And then it looks like, you know, changed over time. I'm a big believer. You can have more than one passion and purpose in your lifetime. So how did you figure that out? Um, just just to get started in your life? Well, Greg, I think one of the things about your purpose is people, you know, finding your purpose sounds like it's been lost. <laughs> ah, you know, I like that. That. You've, that you've misplaced it somewhere, but, you know, or that it's somewhere out of reach. Um, but in truth, your purpose is all around you. So, um, you know, if it's out of reach, it's probably not in your consciousness and that's, it's probably crowded out by your busyness, your stuff, your, you know, mind numbing activities, or, you know, perhaps what you, you know, the enemy tries to convince you of yourself. So I think over the years, my passion has always evolved. Um, it's never been like, Hey, This is just my one thing and I'm going to be a movie star and I'm going to do nothing but movies my whole life. So for me, it's been a little different. Um, I, of course, went to college on a full drama scholarship. So I was headed to Hollywood, Um, but the Lord clearly redirected me from that. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, uh, I think my passion in the beginning was home building and design and it's clearly still my passion. I do it all over the world, um, nationally and internationally, and I absolutely love it. But I think, Greg, for me, the part I love the most is giving people their dreams. So, yeah. you know, you build a house for them and it's their big dream and then you move them into it and you just get to be a part of that process. Um, I actually had a cl- couple one time that I built for back in Texas that on an ad, they said, we felt like Holly was so close to the process that she was going to move in with us. <laughs> so that's that's my passion. And that passion inside of me over the years has redirected me in several different lanes. But the lane has always really been the same. And that is helping people get to their passion and their dream. I think you said so many cool things in that little bit of time because... I think sometimes people think there's going to be a lightning flash or a burning bush moment. And for some people, there is. For some people, it's awesome. I hate those people, but it's awesome for them because they've got it and they know and they're just running with it forever, right? But most of us, I think, are a little bit more like what happened to you. And, And I love what you said there, too, about 
you can have the same purpose and do multiple different things towards that purpose, right? right. You, you can have that purpose of helping people with their dreams, and you can do that in all kinds of different ways throughout your life. It doesn't have to be one thing. I think sometimes people get hooked up with this, I have to have one thing that's my purpose, and if I don't have that, I'm not fulfilled. And it's it's like, well, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do things, and and you know, you and I are Christians, so we know our, our final full satisfaction doesn't come from a thing we do anyway. It's who our identity is in. But, right. but I do believe that that even as a Christian, that God has given you these gifts and talents, and he's put some things in your heart that that when you do those, you feel more joy. And I think that's a good thing that we should be pursuing. So when you yeah. said that it was, um, you know, your purpose is all around you, how did you get that deep in you? Like you said, you were headed to Hollywood, and you're like, you know what, I think this thing of me helping people fulfill their dreams is where I'm really being pulled. How how does that transformation happen? Yeah, well, you know, I have a lot of people ask me sometimes, it's kind of the legally blonde story, where did she wake up just one morning and decide she wanted to go to law school? You know, for me, I was in a position where I was building our own home and uh I had a lot of friends that were having nightmare experiences with their builders. Mm. And this was back in the, you know, the mid nineties. And so, you know, back then it was mostly men builder, uh, men builders. And it was just a, it was just a man's world. And I thought, how can these people be having horrible experiences? It just cannot be that hard. And so I ended up doing a spec home in 1997, ended up, and this is nothing against the men builders, but as a mother of five, I I feel like women know what women want in homes. They know the space they need. They know, you know, the mood lighting they need. They 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 know all those kind of things. And I ended up, you know, the first spec house I ever did, the men builders thought I was crazy. And I ended up selling it for way more than my asking price. And, you know, of course, I went on to to join that group and be very involved nationally and locally in the building, you know, business um, foundation there. So, you know, I think for me, I just saw a need. And I think with everybody's passion, like you see the need ahead of time. But it's also something, you know, Greg, I, I have a new word and I'm obsessed with this word. And it took me months to try to uh, pronounce this word correct. And I will probably mess it up today. But it's a word that I stumbled across. And in Greek, it's called splanch nitsomai. And so you have tried to say that 10 times. <laughs> but, um, you know, my, my father has published, you know, 60 plus books and he's just a, a PhD and master's degree and doctor. And he just he comes up with these words and then we translate them, of course, into the Hebrew, which I find just fascinating. But this word splanch nitsomai, it means moved to action. And I think for a passion, you know, a lot of people can have passions that they dream about, you know, but they're not moved to action. Like a lot of us, Greg, can see a homeless person on the side of the road and go, oh, man, I feel so bad for them. And when the light changes, we move on. Now, some people that that fire starts stirring in their stomach and in the very pit of their stomach, 
They're the ones that are going to make a change because they're moved to action, whether it's going to the shelter and feeding them, whether it's taking them a sandwich. No, I'm, that's just an example. So right. I think with passion, um, you have to realize that it's a burning so deep that when you wake up in the morning, you just can't wait to do it. Yeah. And I I feel like there's so many people in this world that wake up and they go to jobs every day that they never meant to stay in. They're not passionate about it. They just do the mundane day-to-day life. And I just sometimes, oh, I just want to grab these people and say, what is it? What is it you love to do? What is it you're passionate about? Let's help you get there. Is it, you know, something completely different from what you've been in 20 years? Yeah, I think all that is is absolutely correct. Um, I've, it's kind of in vogue now to make fun of you and me for saying follow your passion. Like they go, man, you follow your passion, you can end up broke. Well, that's true. You could, which is why you need to kind of plan it out and and yeah. you know be careful about it because I think there's a big difference too between confusing passion with just something you like to do. There are hobbies that you really like to do, right. and then there is a passion that maybe you could make a living at. There's also a purpose is not always your career. So I think you, you just have to be careful of figuring that out. People that are sometimes saying following your passion is bad advice don't really understand what our advice is. The advice is not just, hey, I like to be an actress, so I'm going to go to L.A. and bet it all on I'm going to be a movie star. No, right. you you would have to do a lot more than that, like you did, of going training and planning it all right. out. but. For Mm -hmm. instance, I play the guitar and sing. I love to do it. I'm passionate about it. That's not Mm going to be my career. I'm not good enough for that. And I don't think I ever would be. And I'm not passionate enough to put in eight hours a day to get really good at it. Right? But there's other things that I'm good at that I'm passionate about that I can have a career in. Right? So I think that's, you got to kind of balance these things out and figure out. For sure. For sure. And, And one of the things too, Greg, is that along my journey of building homes, I built many, many homes and many subdivisions. But when I when I moved from Texas to Colorado, one of the things that shifted that path for me is that I had a super passion along the way for doing the interior designs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just moved out when I got to Colorado of building the houses. The landscape was different. We deal with mountains. It's a whole different animal than Texas. So, so I tell people all the time, you know, God can't move a parked car. So you you have to keep moving and and in that ebb and flow that you're going in, you know, I found that the interiors were like I I can do them in my sleep. I can't believe sometimes that there's people out there and they've been a ton of clients of mine. This is what keeps me in business is that they can't see a room. Even if there's four walls up, they cannot see what the room would look like. I can see it the minute I walk into a room. And so, you know, here in Colorado, I've opened three furniture stores along the way and loved it, had the passion of doing the interior. So you just, you have to keep moving to find out that you may not ever even have known that you're passionate about that certain thing. You know? I like that because I think a lot of people are waiting for that lightning bolt, that that moment that just, yeah. aha, everything. And I don't think that's how it happens to most people. You start to think, okay, this is something I might want to do. Then you should start doing it. 
start moving towards it. That doesn't mean you quit your job that's taking care of your family, but I could start doing this on the side, see if I like it, right? Try it out a little bit, get a little bit better at it. Then I realize, no, this isn't what I want. Or, hey, this is going pretty well. I really like this. Get better and better at it, right? It's it's not a one-time thing. It's not a quick fix thing. It's not a get rich quick thing. And in our society, we tend to want that fast thing. But if it's really what you're passionate about, you'll be in it for the long Mm -hmm. haul. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would love to ask you about that is what do you do when you have this idea, you have this passion, you kind of feel stuck where you were and you, I I find a lot of people, Holly, I don't know about you, they go, I don't see how I can do it, right? They're, They're looking for the finished, successful them doing the thing they want to do, following their passion and purpose, Yeah. but they're stuck over here and they don't see how to get from A to B. What do you tell them? Well, you know, I think there's many techniques that I I counsel people a lot on, and that is, you know, techniques on finding your purpose. And, you know, one is, and it's a society like we have, everybody wants the microwave, everything. But if you go back and you talk to people like Joyce Myers and and the TD Jakes of the world and people like that, that started out with 10 people in their Sunday school class or in their you know, their congregation, you you look at these people today and they have huge ministries, but they didn't start out like that. They did the hard work to get there. Now, if they hadn't have been passionate about it, there had been no way that they could have kept that momentum. So something you said a while ago, Greg, is really important for people to grab a hold of, of what you said, is that people get stuck in starting something and they end up saying, I don't really like it. This isn't really for me. So that's okay. People need to know that you're going to start and stop stuff a ton in your life. You know, I mean, I've been on several praise and worship teams uh, throughout the course of my life, and I love to sing, but it is not something that I'm just absolutely fabulous at. And so we have to know that not everything we pursue and we try is something that God has really placed inside of us. But to try it is, I mean, give yourself grace, you know, because I think so many people think, oh, I failed at it, you Absolutely. know, and I, and I can go into that with FBCTI because yeah. it, it took me a place to where I was totally out of my comfort zone. And I wanted to throw in the towel so many times, but my passion mm-hmm. is so on fire to help people and help the hurting that it goes way beyond my perfectionism. And trust me, I'm a super detailed person. That's how I'm, you know, able to come up with five or 6,000 square foot houses in four months because I'm super detailed. So in my mind, I'm like, why am I not getting this internet thing? Why am I not understanding YouTube? Why am I not understanding the ads on Facebook? You know, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I'm in my mid fifties and I'm not a young whippersnapper like my kids that are like, mom, just, you, you got this here, just to click, click, click. And it's done. Right. So it's a little more challenge, you know, for, for us, but yeah. I tell people that, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say uh, before, before I lose it, I, I loved how you said you went back and you, you talked about some of these people that are super successful. Now people tend to get this comparison game going where you're mm-hmm. brand new, right? You're just starting and yeah. you compare what you're doing to somebody who's been doing it for 20 years and you say, <laughs> oh, I'm no good. Well, that person 20 years ago is not who they were now either, 
right? Oh, yeah. It, it takes a while to get really good. You have to put in the time. And, and I think when we compare ourselves to somebody who's put in the time, we get discouraged. The enemy starts whispering, you're not worth it. You can't do it. This is not what's for you. And we just got to hang in there a little bit longer and, and you might see some of the fruit. Holly Haynes is the CEO of Faith-Based Counselor Training Institute. The website is at fbcti.org. And Holly, I know you have a free PDF there about helping people find their passion and purpose. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how to get it? Yeah, sure. You just go to um, the website and you just write on the front page. It's free. It's downloadable. You get it immediately. And, you know, again, you'll find some of the techniques that I'll I'll share with you, Greg, in there. Um, some of the, you know, techniques as far as, you know, people, you know, like I said, people, people think that passion is just like psh, something that's just out there. And how do you find it? You know, that's one of the number one things I think, Greg, that people struggle with because everybody wants to leave a legacy. They want to make a difference in this world. And we're put here to do that. There is no doubt that each one of us have had a passion that's placed, that God has placed within us, um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. So it's there. And and like I said, people, you know, um, I was reading scriptures when I knew I was going to talk to you today. And I and I just want to say this real quick, because, you know, James 1, 1, 5 says that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives liberally without reproach and it will be given to them. So I tell people all the time, you know, ask God, what is it? What is it, God, that you have for me? Because he'll let you know. He'll tell you those things. It says in Isaiah 30, 21, it says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand. So the scriptures clearly tell us that, you know, to continue to walk, walk, it'll be there. You'll hear this voice behind you when you're walking. You know, like I said, God can't move a parked car. So continue to hone your whatever it is, your craft that you want to do and continue walking. But yeah. some, some of the techniques, Greg, are, you know, number one is to slow down. And in a fast paced society, you know, slow down, rest your body, rest your mind, your soul, immerse yourself in the present moment. Um, you know, two is become aware of things that make you smile. You know, a lot of times, you know, people people will find their passion in just like movies or a book or people that inspire them or, you know, things that bring you joy. You know, um, I was at church Sunday and, you know, the pastor was, you know, talking about serving in the church and he was talking about, you know, the, the nursery and things like that. Well, clearly I know that that is, that's not my passion, you know, mm -hmm. is to do that. But to bring meals, you know, because I love to cook, but to bring meals that they have frozen, that, you know, somebody is hurting and they can take a meal to their house. I'm all for that. So people can learn, you know, what injustices push your buttons, you know? Right. I mean, sometimes when you get angry about stuff, that's, that's that placement of, you know, you're going to be, you know, the word I said, you know, split snow, you know, it's just so hard to even split snow my whatever that is internally within you pay attention to that because those are the areas that you know don't try to fit your square into a round hole it just won't you'll be unhappy you just won't have your joy and yeah. so you know i'm all about you know 
allow yourself to explore your memories. I mean, like when you were a child, what were you passionate about? What, what was your love? What did you enjoy doing before you got too busy? And, you know, again, Greg, we're so busy today in this world, and especially with social media, it allows us to not have that downtime to just breathe in. For sure. And, yeah, you know, I always talk about it. I, I call it your R&R time, remember and rediscover is what I mean yes. by that, where you just, you've got to go on a little retreat, a little mini retreat, whether it's even in your backyard for four hours where you totally right. unplug, whether it's you go to a park, whether you go to a hotel room by yourself for a weekend, what, whatever it is where you can get away, turn off everything um, and really, you know, because you and I are Christian, I would say pray and tune into what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Absolutely. If you're if you're not Christian, it's the same thing of just getting quiet and meditating, um, just to get in touch with what's going on. But I, you know, I yes. just firmly believe that something will come up, something will come out of that time. And you mentioned it earlier. We numb ourselves right now. I still do it, even when I know it. I have to stop myself. Absolutely. You know, Netflix or. Or going out to dinner too much, or or even just um, watching football too much on a Sunday. I mean, just where I'm like, yeah, I just basically tuned out for six hours. That that's not great to do that over and over and over, and it and it really suppresses these natural things inside you that are saying, hey, there's more than this for you, and it's all based around your purpose and your passion, and you've got to tap into that and really. <laughs> really fan that flame or are you just going to go day to day and it gets to that part you were saying Holly where you wake up yeah. and you go to the job that yeah it's all right you know or you hate it and you're going to do that for 40 50 60 hours a week for 40 or 50 years Eesh, that doesn't sound great yeah. to me yeah 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 that's just that's not good you know but also to Greg when when you do you know watch the Cowboys get beat by Green Bay yesterday, or you do, you do watch a Netflix movie or do you do check out, you know, sometimes it's just okay. The, one of the things I know that you've probably learned, like I have just because of our age is that we play so many demands on ourselves that, you know, we, we live by the ultimate list you know, and, and our brains are wired to where if we get to mark off on the list, then we really feel like we've accomplished something. Right. And if we sit in the presence of God and try to listen to him for even 10 minutes, we feel like we're behind or we've wasted time because we haven't been productive. Right. Which, in which, in essence, you have to train your mind that that is really the most productive part of your day. And so I think that we have to give ourselves grace for when we want to just sometimes tune out and sit there and just be mindless because we are just constantly, you know, doing the next thing. And and you know this too, Greg, we beat ourselves up over and over about what we didn't get accomplished. Yes. But we never say to ourselves, Man, you accomplished a lot today, Greg. You accomplished a lot today, Holly. You went and, you know, saw somebody at your dad's retirement home and you spent 10 minutes on the sofa talking to them, even though you felt like you didn't have the time and you had to be somewhere else. Those are the moments that God just says, hey, listen, I didn't make you, you know, human doings. I made you human beings. 
Yeah, so you, man, you gotta you gotta have time built in your day for those divine interruptions, so you can do those things. And and like you said, then <laughs> then just kind of embrace it. I I tell you, for me, even even my morning prayer time or afternoon prayer time or whenever you do it, I had to put it on my calendar because then I could say this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm yeah, I'm not. Good. I'm not just doing something that doesn't matter. This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is the most important thing. And then I could settle in and not have my brain going crazy telling me that I'm, I'm, I should be doing something because that's how, and it took a while for me to be able to do that. And I think a lot of people have that problem, like you said, of I got to do something, do something, do something. There is nothing wrong with watching a football game. There's something wrong with watching four football games in a row and you're not even paying attention because you're just numbing yourself. That's the difference, right? And I mean, we're supposed to have a Sabbath. Nothing wrong with that. Do six Sabbaths in a row and don't do anything in half of them. Now we got a problem, right? So you got everything yeah. in its place, everything in its time. Um, and, and remember that you're not here just to work all the time. I totally agree. Well, Holly, yeah. uh, I appreciate your time today. Uh, appreciate what you do. Yeah. Um, if, if you are interested in doing any kind of counseling, I know a lot of people um, are interested in doing that as a second career. Maybe you're already a counselor. Faith-Based Counselor Training Institute, fbcti.org is where you go for that. They got great training there. There's also, of course, that free PDF on how to help find that passion and purpose that you're looking for. Um, Holly, we just appreciate your time. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I just um, I appreciate you and all you're doing, too, out there, because I think it's so important that you know, we come alongside and really tell people that they can do it. They can. I don't care if it's work remotely, work from home, be in the islands like I was for three years and have a career. Just get out of your box. Just take yourself out of that box and, and don't limit yourself and go for it. It's one mm -hmm. life. That's all we got, guys. So love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank you. All the best. Hey, if this resonates with you, please subscribe to the podcast, review it, share it with a friend, and check us out online, gregorybnapp.com. Got a free gift for you, five steps to finding your passion and purpose.